Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Savvy Says. I have a wonderful guest today that I have been looking forward to interviewing for such a long time since I met her, Miss Linda, aka Death Becomes Her on Instagram. I'll give you a second to look her up. Wonderful. Well, welcome. <laughs> Hi. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's oh my exciting. Gosh. So let's get, I want to kind of introduce you to, I. so I met you, you're dating my friend, and I was really <laughs> thrilled, and getting to know you on that level, I was like, so what do you do, you know, and you were like, is it correct, a mortician? Yes, I'm, um, I'm a mortician and a mortuary manager, so I kind of do everything around a mortuary these days, and a, and a crematory too, so it's... It's a little crazy. Oh my God. See, that excites me so much. And because I have so many questions, I actually have a notepad full of questions. I'm excited. I'm thrilled. Um, okay, so I do makeup and you do makeup on people. Mine just happened to be alive. Yeah. Yours happened to be <laughs> gone. Um, so, you know, there's so many questions you ask, like, you know, like, what kind of makeup do you use? Or, um, you know, is the texture different? Um you know, so we'll, we'll kind of start off and let, let me let's let's start off with asking you, did you do makeup on people that are alive first? Um, prior to doing mortician work, I actually would do like amateur, like freelance stuff because I was I was trying to practice really. Um, my really good friend, Brittany Moody, she's a wonderful makeup artist and she's pretty much the one who, I guess, inspired me to really chase after this. And she gave me kind of like a a background to what she does she started teaching me her craft so with that it was just really inspiring she, she's a mortician no she's just, she's just makeup. Re- regular makeup so, makeup. You, know, so yeah. you, you were thrilled with the art of makeup yeah just through her okay just the way she did things because um i had actually met a couple morticians growing up and the way that they did makeup then was really different um definitely not as freeing as you would expect it to be it was more so just match a skin tone and that's it and these are morticians you're talking about yeah okay and like you know when you when you lose somebody or when you're going to view your your loved one you expect them to kind of have a resemblance to who they were you know um everything is in your face you know what I mean? Yeah. Like your expressions, what makes you happy, what makes you feel anything. Everything well, it's your identity. There. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like someone's arm can look the same or whatnot. It's like really like all in the face. Yeah. You yeah. know? And I think um, going into that question, um, have you seen My Girl? Yes. So, you know, Jamie yeah. Curtis, she was like hired as a makeup artist and she, <laughs> you know, she does, um, you know, makeup and she does like blue eyeshadow and like pink lips and he comes down he's like, uh, this is nothing like she did not look like this at all. Um, have you ever had a situation where the family members have may have been like, this looks nothing like them or like any kind of or maybe in the beginning or anything where uh, definitely in the beginning, there's like trial and error, you know, um, it's not every day that you put makeup on a decedent. That's that's what they call them. Um, a decedent. Yeah. Ooh. So, um, you know, it's not every day that you see that. And my first go around was with a 21 year old girl who had just passed away and she is very fashionable. She loved everything that she wore. Um, very expressive. But I 
kind of missed the mark a little bit. I think I went a little too heavy for it. So that's when I, I learned. I learned the hard yeah. way. But there was room for me to go ahead and like retract right. and fix it. Right, so. which I think is pretty natural. But does, does it go through like an approval process? Like, does the family say, okay, like this is good to go? Or? Yeah, yeah. Okay. They'll come through and they'll give like one final look. Um, it's really my job as the mortician to look at the photo, look at the person and, you know, get it right. Like the immediate first try. Right. But then again, I don't see this person every day the way their family did. So they come in and I let them just tell me. Like it's not a, you know, like I you know I'll get offended or anything like that I'm like you knew this person and I just have a photo yeah so it's like right. can you right. can you give me a little background like were they expressive did they get like crinkles on the top of their head when they right. laughed anything like that and oh, that just true. really pushes it yeah. so um it definitely brings them back you know it's so interesting because I wonder if if I was to ever you know um you know be in that situation and you know god forbid my parents have to like you know bury me but like I wonder, like, what picture would they show? Because I'm such a makeup wearer. <laughs> like, I'm wondering if they would be like, oh, we really liked her with, like, fuller brows and, like, you know, maybe, like, bringing in an old photo of mm-hmm. me. Like, I would be pissed. So I'm going to tell you right now, Linda, if this ever happens, <laughs> I'm going to need a wing liner, huge lashes. Um, have you had anyone who was maybe really expressive with their makeup and they're like, yeah. oh, we need you to put diamonds all over their face because they love diamonds? Actually, yeah, um... We had a girl who's actually a cosmetologist. Like, that's all she did. And she was, I guess, more prominent in her job during the, uh, what do they call it? Like, the crazy kids phases during raving, like, way back when, like, party monster style. Oh, my God. I loved it. Yeah, so. Oh, my God. I loved, like, the Jenny Jones era. Like, yeah. remember Jenny Jones? You'd always have the club kids. Yes. The club kids. Ooh, there you the go. The soda shoes. Ooh. Remember, like, the, the Spice Girl soda shoes? I still have a pair in my closet. Do you really? Yeah. What size shoe are you? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think those need to make a comeback. I don't know. I do too. Maybe. I, I see a lot of them on Koi Footwear. Oh, they're coming back like yeah. platforming, huh? Yeah. I'm ready for it. I am too. I am so ready for it. So you said she was... Oh, yeah. So uh, she is basically like prominent in the Club Kid era. That's what she's passionate about. I mean, even as an older person who grew up a little bit more, just still very much into it. And I, I thought it was great. She... Like, when they brought in her stuff, she had photos with Jane St. James and all of that, like, just with it. I've never been more nervous in my entire life. Yeah. Because I was like, I do not want to mess this one up. So, I definitely did my research. I was like, I need more than one photo. I need to just, you know, get this right. And I'm like, and if you have any of her makeup, I'm like, you can bring that in. Because then I can be more familiar with the colors that she used, like her preferred color palettes. Would you use the same? So, going into the the products used... Is it, can you do regular shadow on? Oh, yeah. So I could be like, hey, I really love, you know, this one matte color. You have to use this if I pass. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. It's actually pretty interesting. Um, When I first started, we used, it's called Dodge Makeup. So that's like mortician supply, basically. And it was fine, but I realized that the skin didn't take to it as well. Like, for some reason, it would make the skin a lot more cakey. Not like your average cakey. Like, this looked really just matted on. Is this, the skin, is is it different? Is it like, you know, I touch my skin now and I'm like, okay, it's kind of soft. Like, <laughs> yeah, we have like, it's so silky. We have such beautiful skin. <laughs> it's gorgeous. And um, does it feel the same? Like Not at all. Um, okay, so like with 
most makeup artists, I feel like um, primer is important to a lot of people, like moisturizer and primer and whatnot. For us, the most important part in order for a mortician to do their job is a proper embalming. So a proper embalming is what lays an entire foundation for a, a, like a flawless application, basically. So shoddy embalming, you're going to have to put a little bit more elbow into what the work that you're doing. Really? But if it's a good embalming job, I mean like solid work, you're, it's like working with a flawless moisturized canvas. I now, love it. This may get a little deep, and I don't know. It's just because I'm so curious about it, though. Oh, yeah. Embalming... Okay, this might get dark. I'm trying to. Is it something that's it just kind of fills in the empty spots because what your what happens to the body that it needs embalming, or is it just something to preserve it, or um, what exactly is embalming important for? Embalming is important for preservation. So, and it's only necessary if you're going to um, have a viewing. Um, if you're going to be cremated or anything like that, you don't have to worry about it. And Unless, like I said, your family wants to have a viewing. Um, and it depends on the type of viewing, too. Because there's one where you don't need anything at all. And then there's one where you do. So it's it's just a difference. It's like a ID viewing is a cleanup. Like I just sanitize the body, clean it up, make it presentable for the family. And that's one way. Is but, that for like a shorter amount of time? Yeah. Like it's like a two hour viewing and then we're going to like. We're done. Usually about an hour, and those usually are more for um, like immediate cremations where the family wants to view them like before minutes they before they go through. Because yeah. I know that there's some, you know, with even family members I've had that I've viewed where they have it open from like, we'll be here from 11 to like five or like, I mean, or well, I don't know that long, but it's, it's a more open time yeah, frame. Yeah. So is that would be like the second option? Yeah, that would be the second option, which is... Um, that's the one where you would need the embalming for just because you're out of the cooler for such a long amount of time that the body can't afford to get any worse than what it already is. And then also the family doesn't want to see rigor mortis in the body. So the embalming fluid, what it does is um, it replaces basically all the fluids in the body because all the fluids in the body are drained the night prior. So this is so, you know, what's so crazy is like I was, Thinking, because I know I definitely want to like go to the makeup part, but it's so fascinating that, um, you know, you speak on it so, like, so fluidly, and it's just, it's just so. This is like what you do. This is like your yeah. job, you know. And with me, I'm kind of getting like, ooh, like chills, and I start thinking like, oh my gosh, and like all these things. And I think that that's where I had a big question, like mentally. Um, you must have a good grasp on like there's life and death, and this is what happens, and people pass, and. This is the next step. Like, where did it come to say, like, like I, I love makeup, but and if anyone ever asked to do their makeup, I'd probably have to say no. Like, I just don't know if I could feel comfortable being around someone that's past, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah, no, um, it's definitely, it can be difficult. It really can be sometimes, especially certain age groups that you get, you know, you're never expecting to see a kid for that matter, you know? But um, at the end of the day, it was like, someone has to do this job. And I'm one of those people that can just adapt to situations. And I just felt like if I can help these people have one more memory with their loved one, like, what can I do? Like, how far can I go? What can I do to bring this person back for them? At least just like one more time. And I've seen people come and go from the business. Like one minute they're there, the next minute they can't handle it. Like they just, they can't do it either. 
it's too much for them or like it's sad to say but like it scares them a little bit what i've heard maybe maybe it's i've heard it and now i'm creating a scenario but um that there's like air traps and like sometimes like the yeah. body still jerks and yeah. you're just like so it does happen yeah it does it oh. actually oh. more frequently than most people would like for it to happen um see i that mm, i'm sure that's difficult to i mean you know that it's just probably is it just air is yeah it like, it's usually just like trapped air gas kind of like in the lungs still type area so um it's mainly during removals or like a first call and that's when we get called to go and pick up the decedent from the home hospital anything like that sometimes they're on the floor or like in a corner maybe they fell and you pick them up and like it's an immediate grunting sound that they make and i've seen and they've already been passed yeah but yeah. it's just the air that's coming out. Just trapped and in you, there. And you've been there to go pick up and stuff? Oh, yeah. That was part of my... When I first started, you know, you start off kind of like at the lower part of a mortuary because you're learning. Because um, I, I was lucky enough to get in with a family-owned mortuary. So they teach you everything from first calls to the very last moment, you know, burials or cremation, every little thing. So, yeah. Wow. I'm... <laughs> Yeah, the first calls Ooh. are really intense. Like yeah. all, most of the time, the whole family's there. Like when you're there to go pick them up. And I think it's so difficult. I mean, what you know, I'm really sensitive to. I guess it's like the empathetic side of you. You know, like yeah, you're there to pick up a job, but it's not just picking up a deceased. But mm. it's the emotion that's around. I'm sure is very heavy. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, so it definitely takes someone. I feel like very. It's I don't, strong. Like very strong to do something like that. Yeah, I, I think my first experience with it was actually, I think the only time I've ever expressed like a lot of emotion. And it's just because the girl was so young, her, you know, parents were there and it was just difficult. Like they didn't want to see their, their baby girl go, you know? And so me being inexperienced and just being like, I don't know what to do here. I felt really emotional with the mom. And so that made the process a little bit more drawn out than it should have been, but it just kind of showed me that I'm still identifying with the people. I've just learned how to deal with it better to help them cope. Yeah. Like I have to put my own emotions aside and my own feelings aside and think about what the family needs right then. Uh, so. That's beautiful. That is really, <laughs> that right there is so, so beautiful because not everyone can do that. Like, you know what I mean? And I, I know for me, like that is such a, wonderful quality you have oh, the fact that you. you're caring about someone else and you're you know you're like hey I'm gonna set myself aside and I'm gonna like really help this person you know have that experience yeah. of seeing their loved one one last time at the, you know and wow yeah I'm in love with you now <laughs> Evan <laughs> look out babe. Uh, look out here I come no um <laughs> wow that is amazing so interesting so then after you you know started off the first by picking them up so do you get like promotions is it like a promotional kind of thing so now that you've done that we're gonna go ahead and have you do like yeah yeah it, it really does kind of work like that because if you don't know how to start from square one like how could you possibly just keep moving on and um it gave me such a good understanding because i think in the beginning you just you have a dream and you have a goal and you're like i dream of being a mortician and that's all you think you want to do but then you get in there and you're like, no, there's so much more to this job. It's not just applying, you know, makeup on someone who's not alive anymore and can't judge you for it. It's like, 
it's a whole different level of responsibility and respect. Like, I don't think I, I don't even know how to say it, but it's just this, this great, great deal of respect that you have for these people because a lot of them are older and you wonder about the life that they had or, you know, their family talks to you about the life that they had and you're like, wow, this is, this person was something else. Like, you're, it's not just anything on my table. It's, this is a real person. This person was a mother, a sister, a daughter. She had a whole life. This is what made her. And, you know, you you grow to have this respect. You grow to love your trade. And I don't think I could possibly do anything else and be happy the way I am now. Like, I have my sad days, obviously. Anyone else would in the industry. But at the end of the day, you're very grateful for the work that you do and the people that you get to work with. Because those people are with you with the same emotions, too. You know, we're all doing the same job. Totally. It's very rewarding. Like, it's very rewarding that you're able to. And I'm sure it means so much to the family to, like, have you be a part of that to, Mm -hmm. like, help bring them back for that moment you know so wow (laughs) so much we're getting real deep in reality um okay so i i'm gonna kind of ask you some question when it comes to like the makeup itself because i know like i'm fascinated with like you know we were talking about the type of makeup Mm -hmm. and how it you know it depends on the embalming and if it's a good embalming then like we're solid with like the price like the base now is it like can you use a regular foundation on it or does it have to be the one that you were um so in the beginning i felt like the dodge makeup and you know those kind of generic mortician brands were the only ones that you could use because i was taught by kind of an og in the business and that's what he swore by but when i started playing with makeup because my like i said my friend really got me into it i was like i wonder if i could just use you know basic kind of even drugstore makeup to see if it worked and it worked like a charm really yeah i love the application a lot more um for i think more extreme cases i tend to go for my airbrushing kit but um for the most part it's never too too bad um so yeah i just go for basic most of the time like l'oreal if anything like it really helps nice really does the the airbrushing machine that you use i'm i'm not too familiar i mean i just i know what an airbrush does Mm -hmm. but i'm not i haven't really like played or used it is it any kind of airbrush safe foundation that would work with it um i haven't really played around with too many other things under the other than the uh brand that basically comes with the airbrush machine so i use a dynair and the colors that they have from there are actually really great. They're really expansive. And if you don't have a good color match, you can mix a right. lot. So Create like different. Yeah. So it helps you play with tones. And I think that's really important too, because being able to kind of do a natural contour with the airbrushing machine looks a lot more realistic. Right. It's softer. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. So, um, and then brushes. Is it like normal makeup brushes? Yeah. Sponges? Like what what, what works best? Um, I started with brushes for foundation. And then I noticed that um, a, what, a beauty blender, that helps with much... I, I don't know what it is. Like it's just... I think when you're a mortician, you're consistently coming up with new ways to do things and make things look better. I it's just one of those like like I said trial and error so um 
Yeah, I mean. So sponges, you say like even with like eyeshadow or eyeshadows, you use brushes? Eyeshadows, I use brushes for, but it's really rare that I have to do too much with okay. that unless they were really. You're like into makeup? Yeah, really into makeup. For okay. the most part, I tend to use like with my elderly decedents, I use like a pop of this really soft pink that gives it more of like an awake sheen okay. to it. So it's like they look more peaceful because eyes get really sullen. Yeah. Like we use eye something called eye caps and they look like contact lenses but they have bumps all on the outside of them. So you stick them on the eye. The and actual eyeball. The eyeball. Yeah, you open it up, you put the cap on there and then you pull the lid over. And that's what holds the eyelid down. Oh, okay. Okay, so their eyes don't like eyes haven't just popped open. No, no. Randomly, that doesn't happen. Okay. I mean, before they used eye caps, yeah. That, oh, they that, would just like ding. Yeah, sometimes like, they well. would open up because your your skin's natural ability just wants to kind of expand, so your eyes just want to stay open or stay in the same way that they were when you passed away. Like eyes wow. can be really tricky and difficult. Like wow. I think I've always well, I've always been fan of like well when you watch movies and then you see them like softly like touch their eyes and it just closes oh, and it goes down yeah no. I, I feel like that's not I feel like that's not because it's so when you look at it on a movie it's just so like effortlessly and it's just their eyes perfectly closed you know yeah but I, I don't think that's probably how it really goes I, I think like I think like right at the beginning like maybe when someone first <coughs> first passes like maybe seconds after you can probably do that but my experience with them is like even when their eyes close right at the beginning they still find a way to kind of pop open one or the other if yeah. not both well i hope mine do i want to scare people I'm like i see you i see you don't try anything crazy just leave that in a written note they i, have, they I have need to, go to start writing it. this i need to put like the makeup that i want to wear yeah like my how my hair is do you do hair too yeah okay yeah. so you style hair too mm -hmm. and you know what's crazy? well i feel like it's for more elderly people they have that very you know little cotton poof you it's know, the kind of a bouffant hair so do you have like i mean i feel like that takes a lot it's so specific it's like tight tight curls and then they like brush it out and it's big and i i have like my, it's so crazy i can't round brush my own hair but i can round brush the heck out of someone else's hair and so you'll do like, it like with like a, like a blow dryer yeah like just go to town wow you, like it depends on the specific type of curl and like how bouffant they wanted it because yeah. it's always something yeah like you said just kind of puffy, puffy. and curled and up there so um yeah i'll either use like a round brush and a hair dryer and just go for it with some like dry, dry shampoo and hairspray or i'll use hot curlers if i can just keep them on for like maybe five minutes at the most if oh. that because their hair at that point tends to actually hold a lot faster than our hair would really yeah like once they deceive yeah when for like everything with the embalming and just it just changes when like, you pass everything. away everything changes it's like it's insane That's to watch the difference too because i've been there right at the moment of passing to when I have to do their makeup, maybe like to a couple see, like, days how later. Their skin changes, how their color, everything like, just changes. Sure disappears, and and that's what I was wondering about hair too. Is if it changes, like skin changes, right? Mm -hmm. Like the texture and all that. But like, I wonder, does like hair start to feel like it feels a little like? Sounds terrible to say because we do we wash the hair, we do everything because. Yeah. You know, when someone gets embalmed, blood can kind of get everywhere. So we need to clean all that up and make sure that none of that's in there. So we wash and do all that, but the hair kind of still feels like a third day without washing. Like, 
what our hair would feel like. Is it just not like nu- like nutrients isn't getting to it? And like I think that's what it is. I think it's just the everyday oils, like natural oils yeah. that we produce and stuff like that. Nothing stays the same, right. especially after embalming. I mean, that's it's just wild, crazy. Wow, there's so much that I didn't even know that goes into it, and that's insane. Oh, it gets really crazy. Like there's just it's always something new. Yeah. Always. There's always a new case. There's always something going on. Have you ever had a family member who maybe wasn't a fan of tattoos be like, can you cover that tattoo for me? Oh, yeah. 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 And I actually, that's like the first time where I was like, I need to get something a little heavier. And I was like, I'll just bring my foundation in. Yeah. So that's what I used to cover it up. And that was like, I think it was the Kat Von D foundation yeah. the, the i can't remember the name locket of the first, yeah or something like that yeah, the locket the locket foundation. Foundation. yeah that that stuff's full coverage for sure Oof. um let's see what else i literally have a notepad full of questions because we were just diving in um yeah let's see so and you're working in like a cold room i'm assuming right like does the temperature have to be cold or is it like a normal room just regular air conditioning on it's just regular air conditioning when i'm doing the work just because the body's already been in a cooler for so long at that point yeah that it holds for that amount of time and you have a time limit that you have like you're like okay so we have it out of the freezer we we need this the hair makeup everything to be done in like an hour i give i usually give myself like two hours because um like i said with the embalming you never know if the embalming was done properly or if the body took appropriately to it. So sometimes there's like one round of foundation and I'm like, oh, it's not, it's not holding. I'm going to have to switch. So then I have to wipe the whole face down and then start again from a blank canvas and just keep working that way through. So it's just, yeah. That's crazy. I'm sorry. I'm still tripping about the eyelid thing. (laughs) I'm looking at your eyes and I'm like... That is so trippy. It's so, so crazy. And you do that, right? Like, that's like, that's mm-hmm. a step of your process. Like, yeah. Oh, got to do this. Oh, I'm sorry. This is going to get kind of deep, but do, does it feel like it's not, like, is it just like no life there? Like, it, it is sounds. It just, does the eye color change at all? Like, if it was blue, is it like brown now? Like, eye color tends to seem the same. Like, it stays the same. But the only time I've ever seen it change, and this is, might be a little deep or a little gory, is like strangulation decedents. Oh, okay. Like, I'm not exactly sure what the scientific term would be for it, but with the the trauma that's happened and the air loss, something happens. Well, uh, you know, when I've gotten sick, you know, and mm-hmm. you're like sick and you're throwing up, it's like so much pressure, I yeah, feel like. Yeah, And like, I know my eyes get super bloodshot. I feel like there is kind of like... I feel like something does happen in the eyes because, you know, mm-hmm. when you're about to get sick, you start seeing the white dots. And yeah. So I'm assuming there's a lot going on in the eye area. I would think so, too. I, and they're always different. Some of them will be bloodshot. Some of them have, like, one pupil that's dilated. The other one's not. And some of them are just gray and purple looking, like what you would see in a horror movie, basically. Wow. And you never, you never expect to see it. You, like, really don't. But it's really sad and crazy how often that does come through that does yeah i you know it's almost like i want to thank you for your service because (laughs) there's i do like i think there's jobs that i feel like like nurses doctors Mm -hmm. things like that where i'm like i could never do that and for i think it's a very brave thing to do that you know you're you know i go to work and i i appreciate that i i do like i i do makeup on people and you know i come back and i complain about like oh my gosh you know 
she hated her liner today and I took it out five times and it's like, well, you know, and I'm like, you know, and I and I call that a stressful day. It's just, it's amazing. So thank you well, for th- your service. It's awesome. Well, I have to thank you though because honestly, if it weren't for, I think, how like newer makeup artists and how you guys, I think you guys are taking it to a whole new level. I mean, the makeup that we had in what, the 90s and 2000s is extremely different from what you see today. Yeah. And it inspires a lot of us people that work in the funeral industry because you guys are the ones who give us the new ideas every day oh. how to contour a face how to bring something up it it really is it, it's it's beautiful oh, what you. you guys do is a craft and i think what you guys do is really amazing because i know i've like done photo shoots and stuff like that before and i'm really hard on myself as a person like i i'm not that kind of person that looks in the mirror and i'm like yes i like what i see bare face but then, you know, like Brittany will do my makeup or my friend Cece will do my makeup. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, confidence. And I see this whole new yeah. side of myself. And I'm like, you guys inspire people to just feel think, good I about themselves. I think that's with everybody, though. Like, even with me, because I, I know, like, it's an alter, it's like almost like an alter ego comes out, like, with makeup. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I always tell people, I'm like, you know, you know, some people are like, you have to, yeah, you should be happy with who you are. But it's like, I, it's a different kind of vibe, you know what I mean? I definitely want to like, you know, encourage people to still look at themselves without makeup. Oh, yeah. Because me looking at you, I'm like stunning. Oh my god! And at this, you were kind of pointing like, oh no, makeup. And I'm like, uh, I wish I looked like that with no makeup. Um, <laughs> but you know, we're always hard on ourselves. But th- something does happen when makeup is applied, and like, it's once I hit that eyeliner on the bottom eye, like, it gives you this sense of confidence. And um, but you know, I don't know. It makes you kind Makeup's of crazy. like excited. You know, you get excited. You I feel, feel like like you. Like, yeah, like, I think everybody should feel good with who they are without makeup. Like, it's very right. important that you feel good with who you are. But when you get that new look or you kind of uh, get that new thing, you're just like, how excited are you? It's with everything. It's like haircuts. Ooh. You know, you get a haircut, you're like, this is new year, new me. Look at this new cut. Um, makeup, body art. Ooh, body art. You know what I mean? Yeah, speaking of body art, you are filled with tattoos. I, I, I really encourage you guys to check out her Instagram. She is stunning, <laughs> like... It's it's so sad that you're like, well, I'm not really happy with like, and I was like, oh, this girl is stunning. And I'm looking at her with Aww, no too makeup on, and she looks fantastic. Um, but you know, like, I think you always feel good with like advancements to yourself. I guess you can yeah. say like, and you do it, and it's like it's like an accessory to mm-hmm. me. Like makeup's accessory. It's not absolutely needed, but it's why not? It's fun to have. It's you know creative. I mean? You get yeah. to use your own face as a canvas and do what you think totally. feels good. And it gives you confidence too. And you know, the people I've dated in my past, um, it's actually funny because, you know, well, I think it just depends on the guy, I guess. But like, you know, some men are like, I really like a natural look. You know, mm-hmm. I like women with just like no makeup or whatever. But like, usually we've met them with a full face of makeup on. Yeah. And you're like, mm, that's interesting. <laughs> like, I, 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 and then I start to question, I, I start to question like, is it because you don't want anyone else to see me with this because you saw how confident I was with it? Or, yeah. right, you start to question that That way. is the tricky part. I feel like it, it could be that, <laughs> Victor. We'll ask, we'll ask the guy's perspective here. <laughs> we need to weigh in. <laughs> um, you know, but I, I've been, I've had people in the past where I'm like, okay, well, what makeup should I do tonight? Like, I'll ask them, like, what kind of makeup should I, like, wear? You know, because I like their input. And, you know, it's surprising. A lot of them are like, oh, do you like that? Well, this is how they describe it. I know they're not being offensive, but they'll be like, that raccoon, like you'll do like the like the dark eyeliner and like, I, you know, whatever you do and blows it out. And so I've, I've been lucky enough to, you know, date people who appreciate the makeup and mm-hmm. they're like, oh yeah, go ham, do you, you know? Do you have a uniform? No. Uh, well, for the original 
uh, funeral home that I started out at, we could only wear like tailored suits and a white shirt, a green shirt, a pink shirt, or a yellow shirt, or white. That was it. Those were the only colors we could wear, and they all had to even, be on the light. Even when working, doing like the, the makeup and stuff? Um, yeah, because most of the time it would be during like my normal work hours but I'd always put on like an eight like a work apron that we have and gloves and I would take off like my sports coat and stuff like that but yeah still I always called it the monkey suit because I always just felt so like odd in it like not it wasn't freeing at all and it just made me feel like one of those old-timey morticians that just look really scary and creepily over people yeah this one's more down to earth yeah like you know, as long as we're business casual, it's fine. Yeah. Um, if we're working a service, though, which is like, you know, memorial service, right, right. going to a burial, then we have to wear, the you know, the, the tailored suit and look really kind of just... Yeah, because you're know. like a rock star. Look at you, like leather jacket, these like really <laughs> cute capris, tat showing, like super <laughs> hit. I don't, I don't know if I can see you like in a tailored suit. I'm sure you look great. Do they, do they have like a makeup preference for you? Like, can you come with like a smoky eye, red lip and your hair like, like... Soup to the side, or do they prefer like natural makeup? I think I could get away with like heavy glam or even um, just like light makeup there. But honestly, I am just not a great morning person, if that makes sense. And I just make sure that my clothes are good, like everything looks put together, my hair is fine. I put on brows and some mascara and like a touch of lip gloss, and that's that's what I'm doing. And it's because. You know, I don't know what it is, but when I have like too much makeup on at work because I'm going from different temperatures all the time, it just makes my skin feel a little bit like not, I don't know how to describe it, just kind of like not um, natural. Like you can actually feel the makeup soaking into your skin, and that's because you're going into a cooler. And then the crematory is there, so it's oh, all yeah, smoky and are, hot. Pores are so opening, closing, opening. They're Wait, crematory. Yeah. Oh, so it is. Oh, yeah, oh, we have ooh. both. Oh, I got questions on that one too. <laughs> yeah. um, wow. Um, I don't know. See, you know, I, I definitely wanted this, you know, interview to because I think that there's a lot of, you know, it is a job that you have, and I think that you know people are really interested and, and fascinated with it as well. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, you know, obviously I I don't know what the right questions to ask or like the wrong <laughs> questions to ask or the ones that are respectful or whatnot. But just because I'm curious, okay. Um, and for anyone listening to this and they totally want to skip through this part, that's fine. I just is with that kind of thing. Is it in? Well, I have a few. Is it like individual person goes in there? Can you? smell anything is there no smell (laughs) oh there's a smell um the closest i can describe the smell is like you know a sparkler or a firework that's just gone out that kind of smoky smell yeah that's what a crematory smells like you know it's gonna sound so sick but i actually kind of like that smell yeah yeah so (laughs) like "Mm," i i kind of like that after a firework Mm -hmm. show you're like "Mm," like smells good yeah it smells like the fourth of july back there all the time time. wow all the time except for the cooler the cooler i don't recommend anybody to ever want to smell inside the cooler no is there a smell you can compare or Um, like a meat market probably like think of going to like not just like a regular meat market like if you're walking into the butcher area okay just like right yeah i know the smell where it's like like well it's meat like yeah it's skin that, like that's know? what you're smelling in the cooler the whole time but cool. it's like 
kind of expired at the same time right. because you have some decedents that have been in there for a while or like their coroner's cases that we're just getting. So coroner's cases sometimes they've been pa- they've been passed for like a month and we're barely getting them really? sometimes longer. Yeah, cause because cor- they have to go and see like what's gone on. Yeah, because with coroner's with- cases that means that it wasn't just your like run-of-the-mill like yeah, death like, like a doctor was able to tell us what happened or a deputy coroner was able to tell us what happened like right then but if it looked suspicious or something doesn't add up all the way they become a coroner's case and and they and they come in and they do it with you there or like they they, do they keep there. them at their facility and then we come and do the removal from there afterward once we get the permission and the you know the go-ahead or you know sometimes a decedent will end up at the corner for another reason and they can actually leave um, immediately but the family has to actually come in and approve and sign different waivers and forms so that's really time consuming too wow um here here's another question that i have as well because um you know with viewing with clothes Mm -hmm. okay like let's say they're like i really this is their favorite t-shirt they always wore it um for the viewing do you do they get buried with the clothes on or is there no like you take the clothes off and just you gave it back to the family or we usually ask preference if they want to be buried with it or not yeah we well i mean if they're going to be buried we usually always ask for for items of clothing unless the family decides they just want them in like a union all or you know keep them in the gown that they were in or the clothes they came in but most of the time the family um will bring in an outfit and stuff like that usually find it let them like be buried with it they're yeah, yeah yeah most of the time they're fine the only things that people ever ask for back oddly enough is shoes really yeah but i, I wonder why i always tell them though before anything even happens i'm like you don't have to bring any shoes they're like but the viewing and i'm like a viewing's only from the waist up oh. so you don't really have to worry or about even the pants shoes or anything yeah. yeah like pants we just we usually ask for them so that it's more respectful just because since you can still kind of see a little, a little bit of bit, the waist, just in case, you know, yeah. it covers up, but shoes, those are, those are a waste. And no one's going to see their shoes. Interesting. Also, we did have a, a girl with tap shoes. They wanted her to get buried with their tap shoes. Well, I mean, if that was like her craft, I can see that. Like That made me really yeah. nervous though. I touched Cause it. I, yeah. Cause I was like doing her makeup and stuff like that. And it was maybe one o'clock in the morning that I was leaving because I did it as an after hours case and I swore on everything that I could hear tapping no and I was like I'm talking about you know what girl you were just tired okay you were tired (laughs) you were tapping really so you were like no no, was it tapping like like a tap 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 or was it like like a I wish it would have been like a little jingle you know like that would have made me less nervous because I would have understood what it was. But at this point, I was like, what is this tapping? Where is this coming from? But that that's happened at almost every mortuary that I've worked at because I've done kind of like freelance work too where mortuaries have called me to come in and do makeup for them. And I've always done it. And something weird always happens. Even at the place that I currently work at, one light and one light only goes out at a certain time every day. Maybe it's on a timer. <laughs> no, this one's not on a timer. I, I investigated. I was like, everyone that works here, like, are these lights on a timer? Like, what's going on? Is there a fuse? And I just, like, I'm going to have to tell you, I'm going to have to believe that it's a timer because I have to go home after this and fall asleep. <laughs> I'm going to have to make sure that, like, I'm listening to, like, I don't know. I'm going to have to watch, like, a Disney movie before this. It's, it's, it's crazy. I have to watch, like, Grey's Anatomy to fall asleep. 
I feel most like of the time are like the sad. office. That, the office, I can do the office because no. I need I need something that's 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 you know which is so surprising because I'm very sensitive. Like mm-hmm. I'm very sensitive. I don't watch scary movies. I'm not that cool. Like I yeah, I wanted to kind of bring light is that I don't want the situation to seem scary because I feel like it is it is life and death and that's what yeah. happens. You know, mm-hmm. and I think that. You know, we put this haunting on it because it is something that's not really talked about and it's such a sensitive subject um, where, you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be scary, I guess, you know, know. um, but of course, you know, we only see like movies. Mm -hmm. We see movies and like crematories and mortuaries. It's like one light above the table. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Like you don't think and I don't know if that's how it is. I mean, you can correct me, but like, you know, you see those like one light and then you know what I mean and it's just like one table in this room where there's nothing else in it except you and yeah I don't know you start to think and then it makes it more eerie you know and like uh, I've been in some mortuaries where it's the single light the one table and you're just like I am uncomfortable but also used to this at the same time yeah and then I have mainly worked in ones that are just fully lit that make me so happy well yeah that's that's if i had to it had to be fully lit um you know i would probably bring headphones can you listen to music yes i listen to music every time i work yeah just um you know there's this thing where i feel like every person kind of has their own personality and if you listen to music that they used to listen to or something similar you kind of understand them a little bit more. Like they almost come to life a little bit. Yeah, so you can kind of get like a vibe from it. So it's like with my older clients, uh, my older decedents, I always tend to listen to like more classic music. Um, Like our intro music? Yeah, like like the intro music Mm -hmm. or maybe some like instrumental, like classical music, Uh, things like that. Um, Isn't that crazy? Like looking back or like even just imagining, like you don't know these people, Yeah, but you're like, either older or that you hear stories from their family or even sometimes I think their name like if it is Edith Mm -hmm. like that's such a classic name and like I don't know and you could create whole scenarios by listening to music of that era that they were born in and just imagine like what brought them joy and like you know what I mean and just things and like wow it's it's real it's like a strange thing because every person that you get obviously has to look like they're sleeping like it's just peaceful a peaceful look but you still have a way of being when you sleep, you know, or there's just a certain way that you've always looked. So I will like ask the family about them. I try to get, I'm a horrible sleeper. (laughs) I sleep with my mouth like wide open. I know. I was like, wait a second. (laughs) I was like, wait a second. I'm like, I'm like a mouth breather. Yeah. I think my half eyes are like half open. So I don't know if I necessarily. I think I I like woke up one time from like a deep sleep and I must have been eating M&Ms or something. And I had like blue all over my face. Yeah, just everywhere. And I'm like, what happened here? I don't know how Evan can sleep next to me sometimes. I'm like, don't look at me. Oh, my God. I even had like like an ex take like a picture of me. And I was like, why? Like, why would you just look so beautiful? I was like, really? Like, I feel like this is like a blackmail picture. Like, you're going to have this if we ever break up, you know? That's like the first. photo I would run away from I'd be like Evan delete that shit off your phone right get rid of it right now nowadays it lives wherever they have it they can send it transfer it I know you gotta be careful these days okay so you do listen to music depending Mm -hmm. on like what like do you you always kind of go off the era or are you just kind of like yeah I'm in a rock mood right now like I'm gonna like yeah sometimes if it's like just kind of one of the because um okay so to kind of give it a little bit more content 
I will pretty much always listen to music that they identify to while I'm doing the heavier portion of their makeup. But like, let's say they were a victim of crime, something like that, where I'm having to do some real patchwork. That's when I bust oh, out like patchwork. my metal. Yeah. See, this is where it starts to get really like crazy because I'm—I mean, I'm only assuming like, oh, you know, they've—they've they've all passed with their sleep. This is what I'm assuming, you know. And I think, but you have people who get injured or get yeah. hurt and like car accidents. You have victims of crime, everything like that. So sometimes there are people whose like faces I actually have to rebuild. It's like a remodel of their whole. Do you have like prosthetics that you put in? I—I I use um. It's like a cosmetic grade wax that most morticians and funeral homes use. And what I do is I kind of run my hands along their face to see where, to see where things naturally were. And then I compare it to photos. And then I have to go through like a sketch. I have to kind of sketch out how I feel their face would have naturally looked. And after that, I make a mold. And then with that mold, I pour the wax into it. And then after that, I start shaping it around. Wow. And everybody has their wow. own technique, but like this is the one that works for me the best. That's insane. Wow, that's like talent. That's <laughs> I mean, detail. Like the fact that you're like looking at a picture, you're like touching their face to see where it was, like that's amazing. It's so ridiculous that I can do that, but like after I got fillers, I didn't know where my contour should go on my own face and I was like panicked the whole time. I mean, I want fillers so bad. Uh, I actually just got Botox um recently, but I don't think it worked fully or I may have needed more units. It's usually it's still, it's still a little Was it like the 11 right here? Yeah, it wasn't bad. Like they were like it's not something, but I was like, well, if anything I was going to like fix, it would mm -hmm. be that one. Um, yeah, but fillers are next. Don't get my lips filled. Oh, so I, what happens? Have you ever had anyone that's been deceased that's had fillers? Oh, yeah. Like, what happens to the fillers? Uh, it really depends. Like, like, it's, once again, it goes back to the embalming, like, ritual. But most of the time, they hold. They hold pretty well. Wow. The only thing I've ever seen go wrong, and I don't know if this is, like, too graphic for a podcast, no, but it was boob implants. Ooh. People with boob implants, those are like the weirdest things that I've ever seen, honestly. Do they just start like rippling? They, they like, go you know, like they... one way to the other. Like, let's say, you know, like boobs go the way they want to go. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Naturally. I don't know what mine are doing. But they're, like, they're, they're going every which way. I'm not like, too sure. Like, mine is one is awake right now and the other <laughs> yeah. one's asleep. Sleep. Yeah. It's like they take like, turns. Like, Hello, wake up. It's like NyQuil and DayQuil, but like. <laughs> Pop up, come on, pop up. <laughs> but um, yeah, like some of them will get frozen one way and the other one will still be in its natural state. So it's like having to pop a boob implant back in place sometimes. Oh, well, because they're cold. Yeah. So it's like saline and the, and the rigor frozen. Yeah, and the rigor from the body, like the tissue around the breast actually starts to freeze up too. So, you know, there have been decedents that I have where they bring in a low cut blouse or, you know, and I'm like, you can't, Ooh. I'm like, you can't bring a low cut blouse. And they're like, but they loved this low cut blouse. And I'm like, look at, they loved it. Yeah. I'm they like, well, let me explain something to you. I'm like, they can't, like, it's not going to look the same. Right. And I don't know if that's how they want to be remembered necessarily. This is like where I, sometimes you have to step in. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because you want the family to have everything the way they want it to. But right. and you and you know impossible. how it's going to look. Yeah, you know I think that there's and even in makeup, you know, doing it on live people, you know, there's there's you know people who have an idea of what they want, right? And they're mm -hmm. like, oh, I want to look just like Kim K, like identical to this shape of her, you know, everything. Yeah. 
And sometimes I have to step in and say, like, hey, we could totally take inspiration from this look, but your eye shapes are totally different. Mm -hmm. You know, the way her brows are more out and yours are more rounded. Like, we can take inspiration, but it's not going to look identical to this because of your eye shapes and the way that your eyes are different. Yeah. So I think, like, you stepping and saying, I know that this is what you want, but I think that how your like your image of it isn't going to look the same the yeah. way because of what you know <clears throat> yeah. that happens to the body you know like you don't want them to be disappointed so you have to just let them know from the beginning like this is what's gonna yeah this is it's a it's a big difference and we're gonna make this happen the best that we can because we care we want this to be good for you we want this to be good for them but sometimes it's a stretch and you have to you have to be honest with the family because if you're not then it looks bad on you at the end you know yeah. like why would you i mean i've seen that i've seen people get backlash i've seen it happen and it's terrible get backlash yeah backlash like the, fa- the family yeah like the family is like this like, is no. not what i wanted blah 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 and you're like but you asked for this this is what you you're asked like, you were for. like this is what needs to be and you're like i you know like yeah like it you know it's just one of those things like families will either be really happy with you or they'll be really upset with you for the most part you get a happy family i I would say like nine times out of ten you get a happy family but there's always that one that has a problem with something and it doesn't necessarily even have to be with the makeup it could be oh i didn't get you know the permits weren't done on time or i never got these death certificates little things like that like they're in an emotional state though so you can't Right. be upset with them for being upset they don't know what yeah. they're what they're doing and I, and I mean the thing is like no one really it's not something that people plan like it's not like well this is what you need to do and mm-hmm. be prepared for it I think a lot of times with death it's so sudden that you're like yeah I, I, I mean I couldn't imagine doing half the things like I wouldn't even know where to start like I wouldn't even know what to do who to go see I didn't even know you get like a death certificate I don't know that you know like yeah so so yeah I guess you can't really be upset if they're upset but it's like you have to have a form of like patience and just like understanding I guess it's like the ultimate customer service where you're like sure you're like this person is screaming at me like you can't just tell them you can't tell them to like leave like I'm sorry ma'am you're gonna have to leave yeah no um, no wow I've only I've only ever been able to tell like three people to leave in my in like my career doing this one was one girl was like over my like just standing over my back the whole time while I was doing the makeup and I was telling her I'm like you can be here that's fine if that's your request I'll I'll make this happen for you I even had to move the decedent to a different room so that she was able to be there while I was doing the cosmetics but I'm like you're standing right over me and I'm so sorry I know that you want this to be perfect but it came down to lighting and I'm like I can't see the appropriate lighting like what I'm doing here and she got in my face like directly in my face and I'm like you know I'm like you know what like it's not even customary for you to do this I'm doing this because I want you to be happy right and I'm like but if you're going to be disrespectful then I'm going to have to ask you to leave and you can return the day of the services right and that's like one of the very few times was that like like okay I'll leave or was she, it a little bit of a fight? She like got a little bit combative, but then after like a you know like some breathing, because I just pulled it over to the side and I was like, let's just I'm talk sure. this out. I'm like, I know that you want to do this. I know that you want to see this, but like understand that I want to do this for you, and I can't do it if you're blocking that and lighting. I want it to be perfect for you. Yeah, I'm, it just comes down to like letting they want to be heard. 
that's what they want to do yeah. uh, like someone emotional wants to be heard they want to fe- they want to feel that that you're hearing them because this right. is so important to them so you just pull them aside you let them know what's up she was like i'm very sorry i understand you're doing a great job and then she left really peacefully and then yeah. was actually really happy with the services yeah and you have such a calm like demeanor like it's just you you don't come off as like an aggressive person that you'd be like look Oh. Gotta go. Like you have such like a like a warm like calm sense of being that like I'm sure the conversation was like look I really want you to be here you know and yeah so well it's like you don't want them to be uncomfortable like right. more uncomfortable than what they already are sure you know sure and that's it's actually like um I had these really two great gals today they they were an older couple and I help arrange something called pre needs and that's like a like a funeral insurance basically but you can write out everything that you want and have it saved by the funeral home that way your wishes are what gets taken out really yeah so it's like so this older couple came in and was like we're we're ready we're just like wanting to do this little pre thing yeah we just want to do this we want to get this taken care of so our family doesn't have to worry about anything uh like day of yeah and they were they were great like everything that we talked about just went over really smooth and they were like well we're gonna go someday like it's really strange to see how positive some people can be knowing that like death is imminent yeah well i feel like yeah um you know i think as they get older you start to come with like peace and like i've had a good life or i'm ready you know to go you know wherever they feel like they're going you know whatever and i um you know strangely enough it's like you know my dad he's not you know he's a, he's a strong guy but he's you know he's getting older mm-hmm. you know and he's kind of like we've now our conversations at the, like thanksgiving is like now that we're all here we should probably start talking about certain things and i'm like no like i'm just and it sucks because that's what i'm saying is being mentally like strong for those things is mm-hmm. i want to be okay because death is you know it's we can't run from it at all you can't run from it. it's gonna happen mm-hmm. and that's the thing and to me like I need to be okay with and that's why I, I, I also wanted to have this conversation with because I feel like it was going to help me as well is mm-hmm. because I like I said I didn't want to make it scary or anything like that no. I wanted to be like this is how life is this is what goes on this is what happens after death you know yeah. and so so it's just so interesting and my dad's so like well you know baby girl I'm not going to be here forever and I'm like you know of I course ha- it's more emotional I on hate my hearing side. that yeah yeah and it it bothers me because I'm obviously like well I'm not ready anytime soon I need a good 20 more years out of you you know but um but you know I think like you saying like how they feel like comfortable like my dad has you know he's already told me he's like oh we've set some stuff up already I'm Mm -hmm. sure he has um and it's and it's such a good it's such an awesome thing to do that because you know even after he's passed he's still worried about me so we're like oh I want to make sure it's you're not stressed on it Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and that's that's so sweet that that family that couple was like well you know a lot of people i actually already have my pre-needs set up already you're ready yeah yeah. i i have just seen the stress that some people can go through when they have no idea what to do and i'm like what happens if i have a family and i just drop one day you know you can get hit by a bus walking across the street you never know what's going to happen i don't want to stress them out so and then this takes care of finances too because you pay into it every month so then your kids don't even have to worry about paying for much of it if anything at all it just it extends outside of like like cosmetics are huge thing for viewings you know obviously but like let's say the person's already gone through cremation but the family still wants to have a memorial service with like the cremated remains 
you know, some people are like, how are you going to bring a person back for that? Like, how do you do that? And it's once again, listening to the family. Like I had this great, I had actually been the person that uh, was there when her husband passed and I did all of that. And so she had set all of her stuff up with me. So when she passed, I was able to do all of her things too. And I remember she always baked. She was always knitting. She had a little rocking chair and I was like, can I have that rocking chair for the service? And the family was like, sure. And they brought it over and I went and got yarn from Michael's or Joanne's or something. I staged the whole thing. So that way, you know, you can't say bye to like the physical person, but they still have that essence. And so with that, like there's just so many different ways that you can bring someone back without bringing them back. And it's really just, totally. it's really enlightening because it teaches you to listen to people. Like, I could even say that I was a selfish person before too. Like I wasn't listening to other people. You know, I was just one of those like me, me, me. Like oh, yeah. if it has nothing to do with me, then what do I care? Right. But now I'm like, no, I know how to like listen to people better. I know how to take in feelings better. It's yeah. It's given me such a sense of like purpose and understanding. I, I think it grounds you as yeah. a person too. Like, I think with me, I'm so in the air because I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to feel this. I don't want to be sad. I want to, you know, and I, and, you know, in the past few years, actually, it's, um, well, gosh, when, when was it? There was a period of time where I witnessed some crazy shit. Like, mm-hmm. I actually witnessed a guy shoot this guy in the head. Oh, wow. Crazy shit. Like, and, you know, and I feel like those situations that I had to, exp- that I not had to, but that I happened to experience. Mm-hmm it starts to kind of like ground you a little bit more because you're now forced to deal with that situation, if that makes sense. Yeah, when you're when you're so, not forced, you don't know. Yeah, like that's what I was saying. So up in there, like, I don't want to know, I don't want to know. Ignorance is bliss. Like, this is me. Like, I don't care, I don't know. Like, I literally, up until like that situation really opened up my eyes and like just going through those things, you're like, it kind of slowly brings you down to earth and you're like, look like how are you going to deal with this situation you know what do you take from this situation and like kind of forces you yeah you know what I mean so it's it, just wild it definitely felt like uh like kind of like the rug had been pulled out from under my feet when I started having to like really humble myself to understand these things yeah and even so even with my career um like with emotions and how I can deal with other people when I think of my own family though I can't even it's like nothing but waterworks for me yeah and I think I have like an existential crisis like twice a week I'm just like oh I'm and it makes it more real for me too because I'm like yeah I'm really gonna die like this is what's gonna happen right and you start kind of wondering like who's gonna who's gonna you know do all of my stuff who's gonna be there I hope that this person's like you know I've worked with some really really great people I'm fortunate enough to work um, with someone that I used to work with before and it makes things kind of easier and I'm like I hope like I can only hope someone like him would be there for well I mean know, I would, I I would want someone like you like <laughs> I mean hopefully I have like 50 billion years left hopefully you know but uh, like who knows but we I still would, have a lot I think yeah, we have a lot we have a lot to kick we're kicking um but yeah I mean definitely like I feel like it's very calming to know that there's people like mm-hmm. like you out there that's like oh, really wanting to make it an experience and not just it's my job it's like you know what I mean like yeah. here, let me just plaster some makeup on it and just like send it out you know like you put thought into it like that whole rocking chair thing with that 
that almost made me want to cry because I was like that you could, that would like there's things about people who, like who have passed where I look at something mm-hmm. like and I'm like ah oh, like they loved basketball and it's like this basketball and, oh, you know and, oh yeah and you and it brings back so many memories you know what I mean it's like crazy we've had some awesome like services and experiences we had this um, or music oh like, music that, that's that, a huge thing oh. Uh, there's certain songs that I that I remember maybe because of the funerals I've been to where it just like maybe connects mm-hmm. where I start to feel like ooh it just like instantly yeah but like yeah do do they bring in their own music normally or yeah yeah we always like if they want music played because some people are just like no we want somber music or we just want really plain instrumental music and we're like okay like just kind of give us a hint of which direction you want to go in so we understand. But for the most part, we're like, can you bring in a CD or, you know, can you bring your iPod in? Anything like that that we could use during the service to play. And we've had some really great music selections, actually. We've had like a metal, like someone came in that was, um, I can't like give names out, but they were a bit of a celebrity. Uh Um, It was a metal, a metal celebrity, Uh if anything. That whole service, I was not expecting it to be like that. Like I it thought, it was a concert. Pretty yeah, much. pretty much. It looked like a like a pier- like going to music or something like that. That's what yeah. it felt like. Just well, I feel like crazy. if I was a rock star or something or whatever, like, and that's I'd be like, you guys better play my songs, like, or whatever, oh, or whatever. You know, I don't know who it was, but like, I would kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's weird because when I think of how I want my my service to go is I definitely want it's weird it goes both ways because it mm-hmm. goes to my selfish side I'm like I want everyone crying and if no one's crying like, I'm gonna haunt you like you know what I mean like you know you want those emotions because you really want to be like who really cared you know? <laughs> but at the same time I'm like I don't know like I kind of want like like I want it to be happy because mm-hmm. I want people to know that like I have peace at where I feel like I'm gonna go so I want everyone to know like I'm good like yeah. I'm good have a good time yeah cry if you need to but like I want it to be very up maybe even have some music playing some drinks going you know what I mean oh. more of a positive like cool you know yeah we're gonna miss her but like I'm sure she'll be haunting us or something like I'm sure she's coming back somewhere you know, oh I'm coming in full force to haunt everybody I, I have no don't shame you forget it guys you better be nice to me like, I will haunt you I'm like Evan <laughs> I know I've I've definitely told Dexas like well I'm just saying I'll probably always haunt you so you better be nice to me I'm trying to remember the name of that movie I think it was like Ava Longoria and I can't remember who else but she was supposed to be getting married and then she gets crushed by an ice statue so then she starts hunting or haunting her I guess like widowed fiance because he starts dating somebody else and she like ruins that girl's life the whole time but it's yeah, a comedy it's probably super what I would funny do, for sure i would definitely do that for sure I'd be like tripping her as she's walking all the time rip off an eyelash oh exactly mess up her makeup yeah, yeah. like just be really ghostly about it and wipe off one eyebrow i think it would like scare her Ooh. like i don't know like i would do it where i like i was like maybe show up in the mirror oh that'd be or amazing something. or like write something like with lipstick or like she gets out of the shower and she looks at the window and it says like leave him alone or like you know I don't know oh your mic went out oh, no. one sec there we go we're back we're live are we good we're yeah. live oh yeah thank god oh gosh for a second I was like wait are you saying that? I was like am I going right now like <laughs> is this my owl right here um what were you saying oh we were hunting like yeah. we were writing we're something we are haunting on the- our boyfriends oh absolutely our ex-boyfriends families really salty girls that don't like us 
Yeah, I would come back for those. I, I definitely would. I, you know what? I've got a couple so on my list. Right. And so just saying, you guys, if you guys listen to this, make sure you're nice to me. No, Ex- extreme clarity. We're not worried about anything else anymore. <laughs> so we can just focus on those on we those people. I know. Oh, That's crazy. But we get some real, like, um, like going back to music, we had an older gal. And when I mean older, I mean like 70. Oh. Did it go out again? There you go. Okay. Her and her granddaughter, um, they had a bonding song, uh-huh. and it was Cardi B. No. Yeah, so they played the Cardi B song. Which one, though? Like, I Do, like, with SZA. Okay, we're going to have to listen to that. Yeah, like, it was that song, and I was like, I just asked, I was like, why? And this like, is for the, the 70-year-old woman? Yeah, it was and her. And how old was her granddaughter? Like twenty five. Okay, so she wasn't like a like a little. No, girl. no, like, she oh, wasn't. This is their song, and like. No, but I have to stay stoic the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like some people are vibing, some people are like emotional about it, and I just have to stand in the corner like a statue, just See, like watching everything. And I, I wanted to die the whole, not like die, like <laughs> oh, I just I want to laugh. That's like a pun right there. <laughs> I, I just, just want to die. die. <laughs> so I mean, that's the tough part is like staying so. You know, like. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm just, I'm too sensitive that I'd probably cry or just like, or maybe not laugh, but like, you know, obviously that's, that's not a very common thing, yeah. although that was very special to them. And like, I, I want to respect that, but like, it's just not that common. So you're like, oh, that's kind of, I mean, it's kind of funny. I'm sure even, yeah. I'm sure the grandma would be like, it is kind of funny. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of a funny thing. It, she seemed like a really uh, vivacious person. So oh that was gosh. really cool. But the only time I'm allowed to break character really is like when the family kind of gives you that that like look of like it's fine you can yeah. laugh with us you can cry like with us laughing, like, oh. Uh, yeah that's yeah. when I bust out like the finger guns and I'm like it's oh, great great <laughs> you guys it's a knee slapper <laughs> do you know depending on the situation but it can get like that that's you know see that's kind of you know that's special though like the mm-hmm. fact that she was like yeah this is our song like cardi b yeah i was like was, what is this yeah think uh, about it like i mean if she ever had a chance to meet cardi b and be like yo cardi like i had a connection with you in that song and i'm me and my grandma used to sing it and she passed and i played it at her funeral and i just i have a connection so thank you isn't that crazy yeah isn't that crazy to think it's like now i have a connection with this lady because every time that song comes on i'm like oh yeah and I now and now with me I'm gonna be like cool I do wow that's so crazy I like people that are inquisitive like they like they'll just start asking me random questions about the job and I think one of my favorite things to describe to people especially because I do do the makeup and I have to explain what's possible and what's not is the uh, 21 kilogram theory the what 21 kilogram theory it's no idea what that is they like every time someone gets weighed after they pass they somehow always lose 21 kilograms and like it's always 21 it's always 21 and we say that's what is the kilograms go like measure out to as like pounds is Mm, not very good with pounded or pounded (laughs) 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 sorry guys (laughs) so 21 well because i always see that like yeah weight loss like i lost 21 and i'm like what like i always use a converter but that's still crazy that it's always 21 we say that's the soul leaving the body and that's where the personality and everything goes and it weighs 21 pounds Mm -hmm. or 21 kilograms 21 kilograms that's insane 
well, I better lose more because I have a big personality. So <laughs> it better be like, what? She changed it up. Now it's a you know, 50 kilogram on top. the charts. She's off the charts. That's crazy. I've never heard of that. And that's so interesting. I love it. And it, well, it just, I mean, the fact that you're saying like everybody that you come across. Yeah. That. Everyone I've come across has lost exactly 21 kilograms. Interesting. Like, yeah. where does it, I want to say like, where does it go? I mean, like it's a whole different conversation, but like, I mean, like, wait like where so like if I was to you know dropped it right here and mm-hmm. then you came to get me like I automatically lose that or does it like is there a certain period of time that you weigh me or when do you weigh me it depends like I would say most of the time it's like mm, let's see if we can give you like an exact time frame or at least like a, a guesstimate you pass away and the amount of time it takes for someone to get to you could be anywhere from a day to maybe four a hours. Day? Yeah. So like I'm, I could be laying here for a day? A day. Like for example, let's say there's a weather crisis or you're found. No one knows you passed away right. and yeah. you, someone found in your apartment, your house, something like oh, that. Um, my fear for sure. Oh, oh I, my God, my fear. I feel the worst when we get those kind of cases. It just makes me so sad. Like, oh, see, then it's going to go deep because then I just start to think like, you know, yeah, I just that's just one of those awful things. You're like, I want people to automatically be like, I haven't heard from Savannah in like an hour. Like, what's going on? You know? Yeah. And, and that's crazy because sometimes people who are very, you know, to themselves, like, yeah, had a weekend off, something happened. You know, it's like, I think the only ones who would realize are probably like Evan and my mom, because I'm pretty. Well, now me, because now I'm oh, obsessed yeah. with you. you so bet. I mean, I'm gonna be like, have you guys heard from Linda? They're like you just left her house I'm like well I just want to make sure she's like I hope she made it home okay I hope she made it home okay <laughs> I don't want to end up uh, yeah that's always my biggest fear that I'm going to end up on my own table wow that scares the crap out of me have you had a, like well obviously because you have a lot of time left but like would do you have like a particular person that you would want or do you how would you, how would you like your makeup or is that too dark is that too dark for us to imagine our own makeup oh no I've thought about this all the time and it's always a it, it was like an ongoing joke between my friend Brittany and I because I was always like you have to do my makeup and she is terrified of dead bodies and stuff like that oh yeah she's I like, would no. never like she didn't I was like will you go with me to get my fillers she's like are they gonna bleed and I'm like yeah she's like no 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 like it's not her thing and I'm like well you're gonna have to suck it up because no I, I couldn't I couldn't you know what's so crazy is in preparation for this you know obviously I've been so thrilled to have you on my podcast and I was like everyone I'm like okay so listen I'm gonna have a mortician like any questions you have like I'm just like really you know so it kind of opened up the conversation of like you know if I was to pass or like you know my friend was to pass and you know we were talking about like it would be so difficult to do our makeup as much as I loved my mm-hmm. friend and my closest friend I just don't think that I could ever I don't know like I just it would I don't know something I, I mean I, I'm not in that situation so I don't know I've, but I've had to do it yeah and it's it's Is it other for people that you know yeah it's otherworldly because you're so used to this person talking to you and laughing with you and you know just having every kind of emotion and experience and then all of a sudden they're not there anymore and you can just see it and feel it and you start to kind of psych yourself out in your mind thinking like this is like any other case you know you have to do this you have to do that like set set your emotions aside the way you would for anyone else but that's one of your people you know and you've only known them to be living and breathing and all of a sudden it's like nope 
and then to like her face like you know when you're friends like I touch my friends faces all the time whether I'm like play hitting right. or just you know grabbing their face and being love you yeah. something like that oh, and you I, better start doing that to me <laughs> okay I'm gonna <laughs> mush oh, your I face love you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah and then I I went to apply her makeup and I realized that everything was different and I had to take a moment to myself I like I had to go outside I had to breathe I had to just kind of give myself a a zen moment to be able to do what needed to be done yeah but the one thing that made me happy was that because I knew her it made the application better because you knew every yeah. smile expression I, I knew how her eyes you know like yeah, I used to have sleepovers all the time. Yeah. Like, she was that friend. She was that friend that'd be like, you want to have wine and hang out and just, uh-huh. you know, have girl talk? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I need that. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, I knew that girl like the back of my hand. And to be able to do that brought a lot of peace, too. It brought a lot right. of closure. I got the closure I needed. It makes me feel better. Even having these conversations makes me feel better about it. Oh, and if you guys hear in the background, we have a train our own personal train that comes to pick up that's how we get home to work that's how we do anything we actually yeah. run and jump on the train yeah yeah we're that, it's okay we'll, we'll get the next one it's like a uh, train parkour pretty much yeah exactly fancy <laughs> flips exactly um does this one ever make sound like honk honk or no they don't do that it's in this one goes honk honk yeah honk, honk. yeah it goes honk honk <laughs> <laughs> well what does it make like a ding you know what forget it I this like is... the ding better than the hong the, the hong kong did you ever hear about when people used to be buried or like even old mortuaries sometimes they'll do this like and when I say some mortuaries I mean very little very old school like the families owned it forever they tie bells to the feet why um why well, um, I know it was some kind of plague back in the day, like way back when, like Victoria era. Um, they used to put bells on the feet just in case the people were still alive and they buried them alive on accident. No. Yeah. You mean like like they were like, oh, well, you had a plague that put you out for like three days. And yeah. Like, like you were in a like coma. coma. You were in like breathing. Comas. Yeah. And they would, they would bury them. And so they would put bells in the grave so that, or like attached to the person that way I mean, they could, could ring really, the bell. Could you really hear it though? Or was it like a, like a string? It was up? a string. And like the person and could it came, pull it. Oh my gosh. So there was that. I mean, that means that they've done that before. Mm-hmm. And they're what? That? Yeah. People better check. I want people to check my pulse. I want you to check my eyeballs. I want, I need to make sure that this, that is so scary and now i think people just do it just for tradition it's not so much like we truly believe that's gonna happen but it's just one of those like oh we've done this since this time and we're gonna keep doing it and i think it's sometimes fascinating i never i've never heard of that but like that's that it would be interesting to see i guess you know they do it in that i actually laughed about it when i saw this movie because there was so some of it was factual and some of it was just so like outlandish obviously it's a horror movie it was the autopsy of jane doe the dad puts a bell around the toe and he starts explaining to his son's girlfriend why they do it and he like pulls the thing on purpose to make it ring so it scared her and i can remember when the guy who taught me how to do makeup and embalm and all of that he scared me with the same prank Uh. it's like i'm telling you it's like an old school like og move just to freak you out I ran like a 
fucking yeah yeah no yeah don't that's not fun i'm not a runner but i'll (laughs) run for that yeah i mm, like yeah i'm just too sensitive i'm see this is why this is for brave people like yourself to do this because i that's so crazy like now i'm gonna be thinking about that like I feel like the rainbow like the more you know like <laughs> oh, the star wow I've learned so much today like that's so crazy um, wow how fascinating is there any other traditions that people do in mortuaries that seem that maybe like old fashioned or like I th- I think my favorite are religious are yeah religious traditions um, like for example like in the, um, the Islamic like world and stuff like that they actually don't permit you to do any kind of embalming no kind of makeup they actually have their own people come in and it's like family members and people from their mosque and things like that they come in and they wash the body they clean it they pray over it um and then they wrap them really tightly like with like a, a, like like a, a blanket kind. Oh. I, it kind of looks like a mummification but it's not like your traditional you know uh, bandage mummy this looks like they're just wrapped really tightly in their ceremonial blanket wow. and then they get carried out in a wooden box to the front where they have their prayer and then after that when they get buried they get put into like a hollow grave with like most of the time most of the caskets that I've I've had with them are like uh, like kind of like a wicker but mm-hmm. everybody has their own preference it's just what I've come across mostly in this area and the family member or the um, you know the person that does their prayer and stuff is actually the person who grabs the dirt and throws it on the body the first so wow. it's like they yeah it's it's very intricate it's very, very involved it's very beautiful it is the way they treat their they, they want it to be to the very end mm-hmm. like we're gonna take care of you yeah I love it that's that's really beautiful so they're you know those people they like the people that care about their families like that are just the ones that they speak volumes to you without having to say very much because we've had people that just they're all in and out all right what's next yeah Yeah, whatever it doesn't matter what their makeup looks like yeah Yeah. it's like just and one and done and people from different religious backgrounds people from different cultures everyone has something and it's amazing it's amazing to see the care and preparation that goes into it and you learn a lot too yeah like you have to learn a lot because sometimes you need to help and you need to do things their way. Yeah. And it's amazing. Well, it's, it sounds like they kind of had it like, like you're, yes, you're there to like help. It's like, they're like, we got this. Like we mm-hmm. have this. These families aren't obviously like, nothing's hidden from these kids. Mm-hmm. Like nothing's like, oh no, that doesn't happen. Like they're like, nope, if it does, this is what we're going to do. This is how yeah. we wrap it. This is our tradition. This is what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, so they might. I feel, I feel like it's instilled at a, Maybe like in their, I would assume maybe their teens, maybe into their twenties, just because a lot of the, or every time it's always been the older, the older people. And when I say older, I'm saying like varying ages from like maybe late twenties up. Yeah. You know, so. It's never like younger no, coming no. in to do it. Yeah. No, the, the young, the young kids always stay out in like the chapel area or in yeah. the waiting area. Um, it's just crazy like it's, yeah. it's still crazy even getting into your teens be like this is our tradition this is it's what wild. we do it's beautiful it's, it's it's wild and it's beautiful and it's like I would never think to do that because my family my family is religious but not 
typical religious like everyone's kind of scattered like we have catholics christians we have non-religious people like the list goes on yeah so i'm like well what exactly do you want done like i i like to ask everybody and they're like that's morbid and i'm like no it's because i respect it like i want to know what your tradition is right so with this profession you're always learning you're always learning something and then you say you're listening yeah like you're not just trying to be like oh another one in let's just do it you're like how is this going to be special for you? Like, mm-hmm. What can I do on my end yeah. to make this, you know, a good experience, you know? Mm-hmm. And, wow, Linda. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that has been um, amazing. I'm like looking over all these things and I'm like, we literally covered like every single question that I had. What's next for, you know, like, like what, where does it kind of... Mm. Can you have your own mortuary? Is that something That's that you have? So it is That's a dream, the dream to have your own. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um I just like to think that I had someone very wonderful take a chance on me and teach me everything and bring me into her funeral home the way that she did. And I learned so so much that it helped me land the position that I have now as a mortuary manager. It's not very often that a 30-year-old is a mortuary manager. It takes a lot right. of a lot of work to get there. Right. And if it weren't for her, I I don't know where I would be yeah. or what I'd be doing. And it's like, I want to do that. Right. Like, I want to take someone under my wing and, and teach them and yeah. have them learn this trade and learn the respect that there is for human life in general. I mean, yeah. you have to have respect for life and death. When it's over, and it and it sounds like it, because you said you were like the same. You're like, I was selfish. Mm-hmm. And you said this kind of was like the rug was like taken from underneath you. So I yeah. think that not only is it rewarding, but it's like also like taught you a lot as you as you learned a lot about yourself yeah and like what you can handle mm-hmm. and you know so i think it's overall was a good experience and is a good experience for you and you want oh, me yeah. to share that with other people is amazing cuz we need more people like you for sure like and we need more people who are strong mentally and everything like that to do these kind of jobs you know it's a it's a beautiful experience and i i truly like i love that you asked me to be on here just because i love when people ask questions about it just because it's there's so much to know and there's so much that goes behind it that you want to share it with people because at the same time while they're learning it also gives them like a great sense of comfort to know the care and preparation that goes behind the scenes of everything oh totally totally that's why i was like saying i was like i wanted to make it you know obviously like a, a good fun conversation you know um and i know it's a lot of respect and sensitivity to it as well um, oh, there's a lot of funny stuff but, behind but the scenes. There's, yeah, well, it seems like it seems like with some of the stories you've shared. Recently, we had this guy come in, and all of his—he's been married three times. Unfortunately, uh, his third wife passed as well. But they all had prenades. His family's had prenades with the company forever. And I don't know how he how he got them all to agree on this but each one that passed instead of being in like a traditional urn got put into a coffee can and (laughs) he (laughs) he was like i arranged them by roast and i almost (laughs) lost my mind and like i'm trying to like keep my shit together because i don't want to just blurt out laughing and he gave me like that look like it's okay. It's a joke. Like laugh, and I fucking I lost my shit because he was like, yeah, he's like this one's dark roast. He's like this one. He's like we'll a say blonde that's blonde roast. roast. And I'm like, are you kidding me? That is that's that's funny. Like we have some great people. Like we have some people that just they understand that this is life, and and they want to make 
Well, because I know there people are that there are people out there that are like, I want to have more of a party. Oh, I yeah. want everyone to be like, I want you know like a stand-up comedian there. I want people to like you know roast me while I'm in my you know I don't know I'm you know I'm just saying like people there are people who want it to be more of a celebration of life oh, than I, you yeah. know than like oh everyone you know. I want to get roasted for sure. That would be actually like, a good I, idea. Like I genuinely want my memorial service to be Let's like a roast. Let's make it happen. We'll okay. do it. We'll make it happen. We'll we'll set it up. We'll have you there. You know, yeah. we'll, you'll yeah. just be there, and then we'll just all take turns coming up and just like talking shit and yeah. just roasting it. Okay, like, I, I need that. that I'm like, I need my. We'll put on the pre needs. <laughs> that it's going to be my pre need. <laughs> must be roasted, and I also just want the most absurd DVD reel ever. Like. Oh. Oh my gosh. I needed to start off with like really great baby footage, like all that shit that my dad made with like Whitney Houston music in the background. Right, like really and then beautiful. I, I needed to go straight to trash to moments where I'm just like hanging out of a car yeah, or on the floor. On the- <laughs> yeah, just this is who she was. This is who she became. <laughs> oh my God. The transition of music like. Oh my God. Imagine. That would be amazing. I mean, those were your life, like memories. I mean, I, I feel like not all my memories, like all my pictures are just like cute, cute, savvy, savvy. Like I have some rock star ones in there where I'm like, whoa, like I'll have to, I have to definitely see you and set something up because I don't know. I don't know if I want my, <clears throat> my family's going to have our time looking through all my photos and be like, this is appropriate. This is inappropriate. You know what I mean? And nowadays with social media, everything's like not canon anymore. No, definitely. It's all going to be my selfie with filters. You know I mean? They better put I better, I better get some face tune on there too. Like I need all the pictures you put on there face tuned. That should be like a special request. Like I really like this photo. You can use it, but if it's not edited, please edit it for Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Like, exactly. Run that through Photoshop for me, please. Absolutely. Please. Anyway, wow. Well, I've had such a wonderful time getting to know you. Oh my God, same. And now we're like the best of friends. I agree. Um, but again, uh, check her out. Death Becomes Her. She is, you know, not only a mortician, <laughs> but a supermodel. She's Aww. such a babe. Um, killer personality. And so, yeah, go ahead and follow her. You can also follow me on Savvy Inez. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for being thank here. Thank you for having me. It's been great. No problem. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, it's your girl Savvy, um, but it's quarantine edition because I have no guests today. Uh, the only guest I have is me and my thoughts. So um, I wanted to come on here and just kind of chat with you guys a little bit and just kind of talk about like what's going on, you know, especially with, um, you know, this pandemic 2020. Um, also talk about uh, how I'm doing because <laughs> I know you guys want to know the tea. Um, and yeah, so it's been a really crazy couple weeks. Um, excuse me, <coughs> excuse me that don't be alarmed. It's just probably allergies and I just woke up. So I decided to like hop on here and just kind of have a quick, uh, session uh, this isn't going to be a super long podcast or anything like that, but, um, and also sort of send encouragement as well. I know that these are totally uncertain times like we're just like what is going on like our you know normal is no longer normal and I don't think it ever will be and sometimes when I put into perspective different things I'm like do I want it to go back to normal or am I looking at this as a way to evolve and you know find personal growth um you know I know that 
it's so scary with everything going on in the world and it's so sad it's so tragic we've lost a lot of um beautiful people um and i know a lot of families are hurting right now and um it's extremely tragic and i think this is and i know it's really hard because we're not able to comfort these people like physically and and it's just it's just really unfortunate and really sad and <clears throat> i think this shows um you know, I think it can kind of show how we are as people, like, you know, and um, how strong we are. And, you know, for me personally, I've reached into my faith and, um, you know, I remember having, uh, not a conversation, but I had posted something for, um, like, Good Friday, you know, and um, I had, you know, a couple people two people, <laughs> a couple, um, who were like all of a sudden, or, you know, did the Corona put the fear of God in you? And I sat back and I was like, oh my gosh, why do I feel so attacked? But then I was like, you know, absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, with me and my faith, I've always had it. I, you know, being younger, I was introduced to God and, um, you know, and he literally stayed so consistent throughout my life. Um, but I decided to, rebel and and run from instead of running to and I found myself a lot of times um suffering from my own brain if that made sense you know it's almost sometimes when you and the best way to describe it is like you know you know nothing about something let's say you're fixing a car and you're like I got it I'm gonna do it myself and you just start you know, trying to use your brain the best way you can. And you're trying to like take past experiences and things. And I think they said lefty, righty, lefty, righty. Okay. Yeah. And you try to do all these things and, and you try to navigate, you know, um, your own life, you know what I mean? And you're like, I got, it. I don't need nobody. And a lot of times that ended in, um, just bad situations and which left you even feeling more defeated and, so with that, you know, being said, this whole situation happened. And although I always knew that God was almost like that guy, like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm here to help. Like, I'm always here to help. And knowing literally in my brain every single time and every, like, every situation I'd put myself into. A lot of people call it a conscience. I call it the Holy Spirit because I literally would be, like, convicted or, like, don't go in there, don't go there. And then I'd go in there and then boom, you know. So, you know, I always felt like... Um, he was there, but up until today, you know, up until like a couple weeks ago, I just, I just knew that he was drawing me near him. I knew that he was like, Hey, Savvy. So I'm like, Hmm, like I'm here. Like I'm here. <laughs> Call out to me. And I'm like, okay. Like, you know, and it's been the best experience that I've had. And, um, I've literally felt the most mentally stable that I've felt since I was young and I remember when I was young and I accepted Jesus into my life and that feeling of that youth and that just like completed feeling and um you know I put a lot of different things in perspective I think like I was always the kind of person who always needed to be around someone like I always had people with me like I only felt security like when I had people around me at all times you know I've I've had from my youth people sleeping in my car to like off work um I've had, you know, friends staying the night all the time. 
Um, I was always around people and, you know, I even had friends who I've had for a while, like call me and like, we were really worried about you. Like, how you doing? Like, you're someone that's so social, always had to be around someone. And I was like, I'm good. I'm like really, really good. And, um, I've just been taking this time to like nurture my faith and just, um, read, you know, like all my whole life I've, um, again, just kind of based it off like faith. Like, okay, okay. I know, I know, I know he's there. But this was like reading the word and actually like it was kind of like the the user manual, you know what I mean? You're like, oh my gosh, like you start to like understand like, okay, that makes sense. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, that's, you know what I mean? You start to read and you start to understand that there's so much truth in it, you know? So, um, so yeah, that's what I've been doing and it's just been really great. I've, um, not only with that, I've been working on like YouTube videos that I always said I was going to make. I've been working on lives. I've been deep cleaning my house. I've been um, reorganizing and um, just, you know, I've been buying, um, you know, liquid smoke and um, <laughs> vanilla extracts in my basket on Instacart. Like, I'm looking at all these recipes and, um, you know, creating dishes and just really um, enjoying uh, making food and, and, you know, I probably should exercise a little bit more, but I don't, <laughs> but I, you know, probably should. Um, <clears throat> gosh, what else is new? You know, um, you know, I haven't, I've speak, I've spoken to my parents, but I have, sorry, got a little memo. Um, I've spoken to my parents over the phone, which has been really great. I've been able to like talk to my mom and we read together and just chit chat. And as much as I'd love to hug her, like, and you know, what's crazy. And I know that sometimes people think that, and I, I always say crazy. And when I say crazy, I, I definitely mean like, on purpose, <laughs> um, or it's like, you know, meant to happen. But I remember the, like, one of the last times I saw my mom was, um, maybe like two weeks before or a week or two before, like we got officially locked down, um, in quarantine. And I remember, I mean, my mom and I aren't really like super like touchy affectionate people. Um, I am, but my mom, not so much. Um, but that's okay. Like, you know, I know, I remember when I was younger, um, I would always like want to lean on her. I was super, I was just as, I literally feel like same kid, probably just a little bit more wild when I was younger, but I just loved attention and I lean on her and I lay on her lap and she just, you know, she's just not that kind of person. It'd be almost like clingy, but I know that I was like a stage five clinger. So, um, you know, she wasn't really huggy, but I remember the last time I visited her, I gave her a long hug and I just kind of squeezed her and I was like, oh, you know, because you know, I just, it's just my brain. I was like, I could just hug her. She's so cute. And uh, so I'm so thankful I did that. And I'm thankful that we're able to still have this technology that allows us to like talk to one another and uh, see one another. And, um, you know, she could set the phone up and be planning a plant and I'll just be watching and talking to her or even sometimes not saying anything, you know, just kind of being in the presence, I guess, via, um, you know, uh, FaceTime or whatnot. Um, I also got into doTERRA oils. <laughs> so I'm like day three, maybe, 15, maybe day two. No, like day two. Yeah. Anyway, it's like two to three days that I've been taking like the, the, the vitamins, um, and doing some of the, the oils. Um, I'm learning, um, but so far so good. I've again, tried to like make my meals and make them healthy and, um, take my vitamins and do the best that I can to stay as healthy as possible because 
you know, I, I have high BP and, um, you know, and although it's being monitored and controlled with medication and stuff, I am trying my best to do everything I can on my end to make sure that I can maybe hopefully one day control it without medication, but I don't know if it, you know, because with BP, it's different. It's kind of, you know, either you, it's hereditary and you have it, um, or, you know, it obviously weight can play a, um, a part in it, you know, as well. And, um, I know that talking to my, my mom, she said she had it when she was younger. My mom was always really thin, so I'm not too sure. So anyway, um, so I'm doing my best to take care of myself because, you know, times are a little wild. So, um, so yeah. Um, what else have I been up to? My goodness. Um, uh, I've been watching a lot of movies. No, actually I'm lying. I've been, <laughs> I've been watching my projector and I just kind of put it in the background and then I find myself lost on like TikTok or like Instagram, you know, looking at recipes and stuff, you know, stuff like that. But what I've noticed about TikTok, if you guys don't know, is that it starts to kind of categorize you on things that you like. So if you find yourself liking like all of the food items and stuff, then you'll notice that you will get kind of categorized, like all of your posts are going to start just looking like food posts. So I noticed that. So I kind of find myself like seeing the, not the same content, but like, you know, whether it be food or, um, like, uh, Christian videos or whatever, you know, um, but I get lost in that. So I have like a show playing in the background while I'm you know, like on my phone looking at new recipes. So, and then that, you know, kind of goes, it becomes dangerous because then I go to my Instacart and I start adding all these like little ingredients that people are using in their um, recipes and uh, it becomes a little expensive. So, <laughs> um, going with that, so with the company that I worked for, we're furloughed and I never knew what furlough meant until I, um, realized that there was another company did it so I was like I don't know before our company did it so I had to like look up what is furlough and I was kind of hoping because knowing that you know a company can't pay you without it having its like you know revenue come in um I uh I was kind of hoping for that because it kind of gives you a little sense of job security knowing that like your position's still there um and I'm very blessed that my company is still paying for our benefits um, up until this is, I mean, this is currently, so I'm not too sure, you know, again, what's going to happen in the future. And um, so who knows? But as of right now, I feel very, very blessed that um, with all in mind that this was what it was. And so I'm waiting for unemployment. <laughs> um, that's a crazy mess within itself. Um, I have like papers that are getting sent, but then online I can't log in, but then I registered. It's like, it's a little complicated. So I'm doing my best to try to figure that out. Um, and that's going to take weeks and weeks and weeks, I'm sure. But, um, you know, I think I've learned a lot of life lessons with this as well as I'm like, saving is so important. Um, and I'm glad that's why I'm saying that this situation in particular for my personal like for my personal growth for me and my situation I think that there's a lot of life lessons I'm learning here um and life lessons that you know your my dad totally told me back then and you know at the time you're like no we're fine it's fine it's fine and then it comes to situations like this where you're like oh like a pandemic might happen <laughs> you know and it's always about um 
being prepared, you know, is, is something I've definitely learned. Um, and you just never know. So even though you go 20, 33 years, you know, like myself, not really ever experiencing anything like this, my parents not experiencing anything like this, you're like, oh, we're fine. Um, but you never know. So just being prepared, um, saving money and a good way that I think that has put it in perspective for me too, is I'm usually a big time spender. Um, not that I have money for it. Don't get me wrong at all. Like I don't have much to show for it. I like to, um, you know, go out and, you know, hang out with my friends and, you know, I love to do events and stuff like that. And I love to, you know, just spend money that I don't get. Um, and I don't focus on like saving as much up until the past, probably like seven months, I'd say I started getting into like decorating my home and, um, you know, like saving money and staying home more. I was working so much. So I just stay home, you know, cause I was just like, Oh, I just want to be home. Cause I commute to work as well. So it's eight hours plus an hour there, an hour back. So that's 10 hours, you know? So um, you know, I do want to stay, you know, cook at home and hang out at home. And so anyway, I've been able to save a little bit, which really came in handy during this time. And, um, so it's been awesome. Uh, during this time, a lot of people, a lot of companies have been working with you. So whether, and I had just gotten a car too. So like car payments, um, insurance, since we're not driving around has been reduced. Um, it's crazy. I mean, I currently have Invisalign right now that, and that's another situation. I have Invisalign and my Invisaligns. Um, so how it kind of works is with my doctor, I don't know if this varies with different ones, but so they put the anchors on, which are little anchors on your teeth, which fit the grooves of the Invisalign trays, which then start to shift your teeth, um, in a, in a certain direction, right? It's all pre-designed or whatever. Um, and so with my doctor is I get four trays a month and I switch them out about five to or seven to 10 days. And so then like every month I'll go and visit them. They check to see if the, like my teeth are aligning properly. And then, um, and then I get my other, my next four sets. So, you know, a month prior to this whole pandemic, I, um, I had gotten my four trays and it was coming up to like the third week, I think. Yeah, I think it was like in the third week or coming up to the third week. And, you know, I had just got sent or I had just found out that we were going to get furloughed. So like I called and I made sure I was like, can I make sure that like I can still get my trays? <laughs> and um, so with that, you know, they informed me like, oh, no, we're going to be open for like, you know, for like emergencies and whatnot. So I felt a little reassured, but then I got a letter probably a week later when I was on my fourth try saying like, unfortunately due to COVID, like we will be closing our doors, which I totally understand. I'm not like bummer, but I was kind of hoping that maybe I could be able to sneak a, sneak a few trays so that I could, you know, continue to line up my teeth. So anyway, I've been sitting, um, been wearing, and that's why I might, I may, I, I may sound a little weird is because I do have them in right now. I literally just woke up and I just had this like tug at my heart to be like, well, let me talk to you guys for a second. So my teeth are um, currently on just phase four, I'll say, <laughs> of the alignment. So I've noticed a small change. Um, you know, again, it's only week four out of 15 trays. So my, my actual process is actually very small compared to a lot of, um, and everyone varies, you know, but mine, I think, is fairly short. It was only supposed to be like four to five months, I think. 
So, um, so it's going to be extended a little bit and I'm okay with that, but that going back into like bills and stuff is I'm still paying for that. And you know, that's okay. Cause once I pay it off that I'm still going to get my trays and everything will be great. But, but yeah, crazy times, right? Um, I think that my prayer for everyone is just that everyone stays positive as possible. And I know it's so hard because there's people who are affected by it. There's people who are, um, infected by it, you know, and, and, and I know it's so hard to find joy or praise in situations like that, especially how scary they are. But I think I just pray to, to really find that comfort within God. And he's been so amazing to me. And even during hard times in my life, and this is why I say this is, you know, I've gone through losing super close loved ones. Um, I've had my own personal like issues and situations and just like been like where I felt like I hit rock bottom and just, and to think about where I am now and to think about those things that I've kind of gone through, that I made it through, like I genuinely a hundred percent can tell you that it's because God was on my side, a hundred percent, like, you know, and, um, it's just, it's just awesome, you know, sometimes it comes in different ways, you know, sometimes people think that it's, um, you know, oh, it has to be this, this, you know, I don't know, like, um, uh, I don't want to say it's not super. What's it called? Supernatural kind of experience, you know, where it's just like boom, and someone's healed or whatnot. But it's, it almost feels that way inside. You're like, whoa, like, okay, you know. And sometimes it's sent in different ways. So sometimes it's a friend, you know. Have you ever got a call from a friend at the right time, you know? And you're just like, you know, you're, you know, something happens, and you're like, oh my gosh, I feel hopeless, I feel down, and then all of a sudden you get a call from someone you haven't heard, and they're like, you know, I just had a feeling I just need to call you, you know, and I think that that's like, a lot of times it happens, and I truly believe that it's like the Holy Spirit, like sending them to just have that reassurance, you know, so, um, whether it be this podcast or something, I'm not too sure, but I woke up, and I was like, um, I think I should record this, and, um, so, yeah. <laughs> um, things that I feel like I've been able to navigate my feelings more because, you know, again, I am human and I do sometimes get into my thoughts and I'm like, wait a second, wait a second. And it starts to like, like, you know, starts to manifest and it starts to be like, I start getting hot and I'm like, okay, what's going on? And you start, you start to feel that familiar feeling coming on, but then, you know, you, you have that faith and you start to like, you know, for me, like, I'll like open the Bible and I'll just start reading and I'm like, okay, or I'll listen to like some like worship music. And I just, and I just like, remember, it's almost that feeling where it's like, you know, my natural, my uh, natural kind of like, like stress reliever, like, okay, like, oh my gosh, like, you know what I mean? I start to, um, I think what happens is I start to think, you know, that something's disappeared from my, um, my brain, right? I start to think like everything starts to escape me. So like the more that I start to like listen to too many crazy news stations or I start to listen to so much false, like, you know, oh, I think that the this is this and this is this. And it starts to kind of take me, you start to get like drifted. It reminds me of like, um, 
you know, like a scent, you see that, I think it's like Pepe Le Pew or something like that, like, <laughs> they have this scent that goes under their nose, and then they start to, like, drift, and they start to follow that scent, you know, and it's like, their whole body's floating, and I kind of feel like that is what happens when um, I start to read too many things that are just going to, like, cloud my brain, pretty much, and I start to drift farther and farther away from God, and and I just start to find myself back in that same mindset of like oh my gosh and it's fear and it's like what's gonna happen and oh my gosh and this and this and ah you start to go through this crazy whirlwind and then you have to like literally cut that smell off and like go back to reality like whoa wait a second like oh no 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 like you know what I mean I this isn't this isn't healthy this isn't what's up so um you know that's been my perspective but um but yeah so um you know, a lot of things are kind of crazy. Um, you know, I'm also going through a difficult time myself, I'd say, um, with, you know, relationships in my life. And this doesn't mean a, um, a love relationship, I guess, or like a partner relationship. Well, I don't know how to describe this, but like a, like a, a relationship of sort. And, um, you know, it's difficult because, there's a lot of miscommunication and, um, you know, division there. And, you know, it's hard to truly navigate, like, what's the best way to handle a situation, especially during this time, you know, when emotions are really high, um, tensions are really high, like, things are just so high, like, we're not too sure what's going on, right? And so, you know, we're trying to deal with situations the best way we can and especially things that are conflict um it's hard so in this certain situation it's been a lot of miscommunication but what I've taken from it is that um to truly listen to stop and to listen and slow to speak a lot of times in my past, um, I've been so quick to just defense mode. Like, oh, no, nope, that's not what I, nope, that's absolutely wrong. This is what I think and what I think is right 100%. And yep, 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 yep. And mm, yep. And, you know, and, you know, you would, and sometimes this certain group of friends that I would surround myself with um, would only tell me what I want to hear. And a lot of times I only called those friends when things went wrong and I felt like I was right I would only call the friends that I knew were gonna agree with me (laughs) and sometimes that's not a good thing um although we want to hear what we want to hear sometimes we need to know that if we're wrong or not you know and that's so important to make sure that you surround yourself with people who are going to want better for you you know I think that a lot of us strive to be better people that's what we want to be we want to be good people and we want to um you know have a lot of friends you know we, we want that for ourselves and the only way that we're going to grow is to almost be a little uncomfortable sometimes you know and um sometimes that's hearing what you don't want to hear or listening to what you don't want to hear and um and applying it you know um I respect a lot of friends who you know, if I talk about a situation and they're like, actually, probably shouldn't have done that, or you probably should do this, or like, hey, that doesn't really sound like 
you or that's something that you shouldn't do or whatever and they're able to talk through a situation with me and try to come up with a better solution oh my gosh I respect that so much more because yes it may not be something I want to hear but in order for me to grow and to be a happier person because I think that people who try their best to do well are tend to be happier people um you know that's that's a true friend you know that's a friend and I and I get I'm not saying that all my friends who agree with me are bad but it's it's definitely good to 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 yes have your friends back but then also to really you know help your friend understand like hey you know that doesn't seem right and you may not have the answer so you might say like you know what I got your back so I don't know I mean that's just something that I was pondering on and taking from this current situation and um and not victimizing yourself, you know, not thinking like, oh, well, you know, like, I just think that they're wrong and I'm, you know, they're doing this to me and, and, and I'm, you know, I can't believe that they're doing, you know, and you're not looking at the bigger picture. Sometimes you have to like sit back and say like, okay, why are we having this disagreement? Okay, well, I probably shouldn't have done this. Okay, was that right? No. You know, how they reacted, was that right? No. Did we have a conversation about it? No. (laughs) You know, is there just like empty pieces of this puzzle? Yeah. Um, How could we fix it? Well, maybe talking about it. Yeah. Are you open to talking about it? Well, I wasn't, but now I guess, you know, you start to break down these things and and sometimes that's key. Sometimes it's cool to humble yourself and just be like, look, I was wrong. Like, how can we fix this? And you know what? Sometimes there's going to be people who are like, ah, I told you so. And that's not the good way to perspective or anything like that. Um, but at the same time, there's also, um, you know, you'll get that person. And a lot of times I feel like it's like that. You'll get that person that's like, okay, cool. Like, I want to fix it. Because in this current situation, I'm like... I've learned a lot about myself, but I've also learned a lot about this other person, and um, I just want to solve it, <laughs> you know, and there's just pieces there, and there's defenses there, and there's just a bunch of stuff where we just can't communicate, and so it's really difficult, but, you know, I'm learning from those situations, this situation, because I can relate because I've done this. I've acted like that. I've exactly been that person. And I think sometimes we don't get it until we see it, if that makes sense. So until we see it from another person, we're like, oh, wait a second. That looks all too familiar because I did that or I acted like that. (laughs) 